This is Cruise Radio. If you're traveling with travel insurance, you're traveling smart. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. On this show, Sherry Kennedy from cruisemaven.com is going to answer some of your listener questions. Uh, as always, if you have a listener question about anything as far as a uh, ship, things to do in port, whatever you have, Doug at cruiseradio.net, D-O-U-G at cruiseradio.net. Also got a, a listener question from Michelle asking about travel insurance when it comes to booking a cruise way in advance, but adding the air later and how that all goes about and comes into play. So uh, we'll get Dan Skilkin from tripinsurance.com on the show a little bit later as well. Uh, before we get to our interviews today, do you want to tell you a couple of things? Carnival Horizon on the sailing right now. And if you want to find out anything about Carnival Horizon, cruiseradio.net is the place to go. If you have a question about Carnival Horizon, and if you want to get an answer from me um, via email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. All right, Sherry Kennedy is here from cruisemaven.com. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. The first one comes from Margo. She says, do you have any free beach suggestions for Grand Cayman? Well, Margo, I, I took that question in two ways. First of all, Almost all the public beaches are technically free in Grand Cayman, meaning up to the waterline, even at the hotels, you can, it's still a free beach. But if you meant a free beach where you get a chair and an umbrella and a drink, that's not going to happen. And to make it even more confusing, there's a beach called Public Beach on Seven Mile Beach, <laughs> which is also free but you will pay for your umbrella or your chair or things like that. Just to get a little more clarified for you, Seven Mile Beach is the most famous beach in Grand Cayman, and it is the one that's closest to the pier, unless you're looking for uh, a free place to go snorkeling with your own equipment. Mm -hmm. So let's just figure on Seven Mile Beach, you get off the tender, you're at the port, you can hop into a taxi, it costs about $5 per person. I don't think you can negotiate you know, you can even say, take me to one of the beaches on Seven Mile Beach. If you take a towel from the ship, yes, then again, it's, quote, free. But, uh, you know, it gets a little hot in the sand on a, just a plain old beach towel. You might get thirsty. You really can't pack anything to take ashore. But uh, if you're wondering what names of beaches to ask for, I usually go to Sea Grape Beach. That's one of my favorites. You know, there's a little bar there. There's a they have uh, bathroom facilities there. It's lovely. Um, there's also a beach that's, like I said, called Public Beach, and that's great for families. They have uh, a little playground. They have volleyball. So there's a lot, a lot happening there. And there's also a beach called Governor's Beach. So while the beaches are free, if you have your own towel, if you want to get a chair or umbrellas, it's going to cost you something. And it's not much, $10, $12 maybe, and they throw in a free soft drink. So that's what I would suggest. But sea, sea grape is, is one of my favorites. Very good. Next question says, does the ship's hospital cost money? That's from Stacy. Yes, it does. I don't think there's any hospital that doesn't cost some money somewhere. But um, that's yet another reason why you need to have travel insurance. And, you know, keep in mind, even though you have travel insurance, when you check into sick bay downstairs, in the, in the bottom of the ship, usually, you will have to pay a small copay. 
And then you'll get reimbursed from your travel insurance company. For example, I was on a princess cruise once. I had my travel insurance through a third-party vendor, but I had a really bad cold and I just wanted some cough medicine. Well, I had to pay $50 just to walk in the door, just like you would have a copay if you go to see your your regular physician. You pay something when you leave. Um, And I had to pay up front for the cough medicine and something else. But I was reimbursed by my travel insurance company when I returned home. And if you don't have travel insurance and you do get sick on the ship, it could easily run into the thousands of dollars. You know, you just don't know. It, it, it's really crazy. It costs money to just to walk in the door. They will hand out um, seasick pills for free. So generally, if it's that rough out, they're just tossing them out to everybody and they won't charge you for that. But anything else, it's going to cost money unless you have travel insurance. But keep in mind, there will be a small copay. Yeah, I was going to say, I've only been to the infirmary, um, a.k.a. hospital, on a cruise ship one time. And that's when I had norovirus. And, and of course, they didn't charge me, but probably because they wanted me to go right to my room and not infect the ship. And they gave me like the stomach medicine and like a sedative or something like that to make me sleep, I think. But I think that's the only time you won't get charged is if you have like a stomach virus or they think it's noro yeah. because they don't want you spreading it. Yeah. Next question is from Katie. I have friends that get calls from the upgrade ferry every cruise, but they've never called me once and I'll be doing my seventh cruise this summer. And this is something that people ask a lot. And just if, in case someone doesn't know, an upgrade ferry, it's a big, it's not Tinkerbell, <sighs> but um, it depends on what cruise line it is. It depends on how many times you've been on that cruise line. But an upgrade ferry is something that you would be given a complimentary upgrade, say, from an inside to an ocean view, ocean view to a balcony. But let me clarify, it's getting tighter these days. And chances are, if the upgrade ferry comes a knocking on your door, you'll go from a lower inside to an upper inside, maybe an, an obstructed ocean view to an unobstructed ocean view. But generally, you're not always getting a totally different category of stateroom. So that said, why haven't you been called, Katie? Well, I'm not sure you said you've done your seventh cruise. I don't know if that's with the same cruise line or if it's, you know, two here, three here, one there, et cetera. But um, make sure that when you do uh, pay for your cruise, that your travel agent or you inform the cruise line that you would like to be eligible for any upgrade. Now, I know there's this little checkbox sometimes that says, no, I don't want to be eligible for an upgrade because the reason you would check that is you might get stuck all the way at the bow of the ship with a porthole from uh, a lower inside stateroom. And some people would rather be midship lower inside Mm -hmm. than at the bow with a porthole. So that's why someone would say, no, I don't want an automatic upgrade. But uh, and there's also promotions that happen during booking time that some people may get uh, an upgrade that they weren't expecting because in the fine print on the promotion is that that they can get an automatic upgrade. So you really don't know. Again, it's important to check with the cruise line. You know, if you've been with one cruise line, Katie, and you've been seven times, you would think that they would eventually upgrade you if it happens. Ships are sailing full at the last minute. They, you know, they fill up and that would negate any possibility for a last minute upgrade. And then, of course, um, there's Norwegian's program where they send you an email and ask if you'd like to bid on an upgrade. 
Um, I've, I know people that have done that. Doug, I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always win your bid, but sometimes you do, but you're paying for the upgrade. And, you know, the old days of going down to the, the front desk on sale away day saying, is there any upgrades for us? Um, those are long gone. And they put signs up, you know, with sailing pool, no upgrades available. Um, and if something did come up, you would be asked to pay the difference and it would be the going rate. It wouldn't be like, you know, here's a hundred dollars, you know, um, I'd like an upgrade. And they do happen while your friends get it all the time and you don't, I don't know, but, um, it sounds like, you know, if you should be eligible if you've been on seven with one cruise line. And again, it depends on the sailing the time of year, what promotions are going on, and availability. You know, if the ship's sailing half empty, chances are you would get an upgrade. Last but not least, we have a question from Warren. He says, thoughts on experiences on Oasis of the Seas. What are the positives and what are the negatives? We are sailing very soon and looking for some thoughts. Well, I think you know, Doug, I was just on the Oasis last December. I hadn't been on Royal Caribbean in about four years. And I thought, well, it's close to my home port. I'm going to go. I'm going to try it. And it was fabulous. It was a total 180 from what I was expecting. I set the bar, you know, not too low, but, you know, medium range. The food had drastically, this is my opinion, the food had drastically improved. I thought the service all around was much more friendly. When I had been on the Oasis that four years before, I didn't even go to the main dining room. The banquet food was horrendous. This was wonderful. I actually looked forward to going to the main dining room. Uh, one night I did go with my group. We went to um, 150 Central Park mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. But for $45 a person, you don't need the food was really that good in the main dining room. The wait staff was friendly. The room attendants were not intrusive. I mean, it was a total, like I said, a 180 turnaround on the Oasis. So as far as negatives, there really weren't any. I think Warren, I think you'll have a wonderful time on the Oasis. Now, keep in mind, you might be on one of those failings that has the increased rate for Johnny Rockets from six ninety five to nine ninety five. It's on some random failings on the Oasis, but you know, three dollars isn't going to make or break a fun meal at Johnny Rockets. But uh, that you know, that could be the only hiccup. But then again, it's minor. I think you'll have a wonderful time. Oh, also, Warren, just so you know, Johnny Rockets is open for breakfast. It gets crowded as the cruise progresses. So if you want just a quiet, a quiet herb breakfast, head down to Johnny Rockets in the morning before word gets out that they have breakfast too. Do they charge for that breakfast? No. No. That's a super secret. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. And you can sit on the boardwalk area, sort of quote unquote outside. It's a lovely place for breakfast. Now, also past passengers will get a coupon for a free milkshake. And they, they don't charge you a cover charge, but you can't just have a milkshake without a burger and fries. So, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, it can add up after a while. But um, Johnny Rockets, like you said, is just a lot of fun and good food. Good food and fun. You sound like you're uh, endorsing it. Been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you for answering these questions, Sherry. You're welcome. Can you tell it's almost dinner time? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? 
Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Next question here comes from Michelle Massey. She says, hi, Doug. You often talk about the importance of trip insurance, but I find it a little bit difficult to understand. For example, I have three future cruises booked, but no flights booked yet. Can I get insurance now and add the flights or should I wait? Also, I would love a comparison of insurances offered by the airlines and cruise lines versus tripinsurance.com. Thank you and love the podcast, Michelle. All right, Michelle, we have Dan Skilkin, president of tripinsurance.com on the line to answer these questions for you. Hey, Dan. Doug, thank you for having me. To Michelle's question here, when should someone buy travel insurance? Well, I always recommend people buying travel insurance within 14 days of making their initial deposit. Um, I, I would not wait to add flights or things like that until you've got all your travel arrangements done. Instead, I'd really, really try to buy the plan as quickly as you can because there are time-sensitive provisions in, in these plans, and you'll actually get better coverage if you buy it uh, um, quickly after you've made your initial deposit. So the insurance companies define the initial deposit as the very first time you make any payments on the trip. Mm-hmm. So if... For instance, you're purchasing a cruise and the cruise is the first thing that you lock down and you make an initial, an initial deposit, even a $100 deposit on the cruise. That starts that 14-day time clock. Some of our plans have like a 15-day limit. But, you know, as long as you're really thinking about this in terms of 14 or 15 days, you should be pretty good. A lot of people get very confused because they'll take a cruise and while they're on the cruise, the cruise company will offer them a special deal where they can make a deposit on a future cruise with that same cruise company at a later date. And they'll drop down a deposit uh, on that future cruise and they're wondering whether or not that's their initial deposit date or not. What really defines that is whether or not you've committed to an actual date for the cruise. So if you if you put down a deposit on a cruise, but you haven't committed to the date of the cruise yet, it's just on a future cruise and it's on deposit with them and you're going to get a discount and you can call them at any later date and actually book the cruise. It's the day that you actually book the cruise starts that 14 or 15 day time clock, not the day you actually make that initial deposit while you're on the the cruise itself. So it really has to do with when you commit to an actual date for the cruise and actually book the cruise starts that time clock. Dan, you mentioned that um, you should initially purchase a policy within 14 to 15 days of making your first payment to the cruise line. What happens if you 
try to buy um, a policy outside of that 15-day window? The time-sensitive provisions of the plan then kick in. So for instance, um, many, uh, many, many plans have a pre-existing condition waiver uh, that is available within that, that if you buy within that window. And if you buy outside that window, you can still buy the insurance, but now you're subject to potentially a pre-existing condition mm-hmm. uh, exclusion. Now, pre-existing conditions are not that confusing. The one key thing to keep in mind is that you have to be well enough to travel on the day you buy travel insurance. doesn't matter whether it's a, there's a pre-existing condition waiver in the plan uh, or there's an exclusion. You actually have to be physically capable of traveling on the day you buy the plan. Mm-hmm. So, for instance... Uh, God forbid your wife's in the hospital and you buy a cruise because you want to give her an incentive to get well. Uh, it's that's not a good idea to buy travel insurance, figuring that it's going to cover you in the event she doesn't get well enough to travel by the time of the cruise, because the insurance company is going to look at this and say, wait, 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 mm-hmm. when you bought the cruise, when you bought the insurance, they weren't well enough to travel. And so that was a known um, known uh, risk, and so they won't cover you. But with regard to things like cancel for any reason, provision that's available in uh, our best plans on our website, Mm -hmm. all of those require you to purchase within that 15-day limit. Now, if you have a steady medical condition, like you've got diabetes, and you haven't gone to see the doctor uh, in the last 60 to 90 days prior to purchasing the plan, that is typically not considered a pre-existing condition. If you're taking medication and it's controlling a steady medical condition, they typically don't consider that a pre-existing condition. They're really only considering things that uh, have to do with you going to see a doctor within a 60 to 90 day window prior to buying the plan. Now, if for instance, you have bought the insurance Uh, and you bought it within the 14-day window, but now you go and you add flights and you add other travel arrangements like hotels before or after a cruise, Mm -hmm. you can always update your travel cost for your insurance plan. You can call our website. You can call any company that you're buying travel insurance from and tell them, here's my new trip cost, and they'll update your policy. And if it results in a higher premium, you just pay the difference. Um, in the case of our website, if your trip costs go down because you've changed your travel arrangements and it results in a lower premium, we refund the difference in the premium. So um, um, you've got some flexibility. When you're pricing these policies and the airline tries to sell you you know, coverage, the cruise line tries to sell you coverage, then you go to a third-party site like tripinsurance.com, how do you know which policy is better? Well, let me, let me start out by saying that it is against the law in the United States for any travel supplier or any travel agent to require you to buy travel insurance from them for the trip they're selling. Mm-hmm. They cannot bundle it. Um, they cannot bundle insurance with the, the travel arrangements, and they cannot force you to buy travel insurance from them. 
in order to buy the travel arrangements. That is just flat out against the law. So if you ever get into a situation where you're talking to a travel agent and they're selling you a cruise and they tell you, well, I got you a special rate on the cruise, but you're going to have to buy your travel insurance from me. You can just tell them, I'm sorry, that's against the law. You have to provide me the discount on the cruise independent of whether I buy travel insurance from you or not. Now, with regard to buying travel insurance directly from uh, a cruise company or an airline, all of their policies universally across the industry exclude uh, coverage for bankruptcy Mm -hmm. of that travel supplier. The other thing that they typically restrict or don't cover is travel arrangements you've bought from other third parties. So if you buy the cruise from the cruise company and then you buy the insurance to cover the cruise and then you buy flights or or prepaid hotel and things like that, the cruise company can't and typically won't cover those additional travel arrangements unless you've directly booked them through the cruise company. And quite often you can get a better deal if you shop online and, and, and really do do some of your own homework uh, booking your own trip. You save a lot of money if you're, if you're not booking, for instance, your flights directly from the cruise company. So um, if you purchase two separate plans, that's also problematic. For instance, if you buy your travel insurance from the cruise company to cover the cruise, and then you buy your flights, and you buy your um, travel insurance for your flights from the airline company, now you've got a new problem. You're covered in the event you have to cancel for a medical reason, for instance, because the airline's insurance will cover the cost of the airline and the, and the, and the cruise will cover the cost of the cruise. But what if you have trip interruption where you've got to get home because a family member died or, or got sick and you've got to go home to take care of them? Or what if you're traveling on the airline and the airline gets delayed and you don't make it to the cruise ship in time and the cruise leaves without you? Mm-hmm. There is no obligation for the airline through their insurance to cover getting you to the cruise, and there's no obligation for the cruise company to do it either. So typically, I recommend people buy insurance that will cover them door-to-door from the time they leave their home to the time they get back to their home from the same insurance company and buy it from a third party so that you can cover all your travel arrangements. So, you know, shop online on a site like tripinsurance.com and you're going to get a much, much better deal and, a, and better coverage in general. With the cruise line insurance policies, they try to sell you with their cruise. Would it ever be beneficial with someone for a sickness or of a certain age to go with the cruise line policy instead? Generally speaking, in almost every case that I have ever talked to, to clients about, they have always gotten a better price if they buy from a third party because they can trade off the coverage features uh, to their budget and things like that, and they come up with a, with a little better coverage for a lot better price. So generally speaking, they do come out better. Cruise companies typically price their policies not by the age of the passenger but instead by, by the cost of the trip. For instance, you're buying travel insurance and taking your grandkids or you're taking your, your younger children, you're, gonna, you're definitely getting a better price if you buy from the third party because the third party websites price the policy based on age, length of trip, and the cost of the trip. 
whereas the cruise company is is only basing it on the cost of the trip itself. Now, the reverse sometimes happens. Sometimes I've seen little better deals where you're up over 80 years of age and you're buying travel insurance. I would compare pricing. I would get the pricing from the cruise company and I'd get the pricing from the third party because sometimes, depending on the insurance company, sometimes you might get a little bit of price from the cruise company, but it's also going to have um, typically not as good of, of coverage provisions unless you really compare them side by side. Okay. So that's that's the only time that I've ever seen where it's been beneficial to do that. The other thing that you should keep in mind is that if your travel arrangements change, let's assume for a second that um, you end up canceling a cruise prior to making certain deposits and the cruise company gives you a full refund on the cruise. Quite often, they also give you a full refund on the travel insurance as well. If you've bought the travel insurance from a third party and you've canceled the cruise with absolutely no penalty, in fact, your whole trip got canceled with no penalties, we have been successful in going back to the insurance company and saying, hey, their whole trip got canceled, they are not going to file claim, they have no cancellation penalties, and we've been a successfully been able to get the insurance company to refund the policy as well. So even when you're dealing with a third party, they'll be very competitive in that regard. In closing here, Dan, are there any gotchas that you need to look out for when filing a claim that would prevent you from actually getting paid? Yeah, there's a few things that I could recommend. And we, we work very, very closely with our clients um, when they file claims. We work closely to help them make sure that they're completely documented and they're paid, uh, help them expedite their claims. Um, and typically, as we work with customers, there's a few areas that are important to think about. First, we talked about this pre-existing condition and pre-existing condition waiver, but this is very important in making sure that you are, in fact, well enough to travel on the day you buy the plan. I just had clients just just the other day that had a situation where uh, the doctor would not have certified that they were well enough to travel on the day they bought the plan, uh, and they were shocked when they when they filed a claim and the insurance company refused the claim. Uh, another is. Um, that you've really got to document your loss while you're on vacation. We just had a client, you know, their, their daughter, uh, they sent their daughter to, 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 to China. Daughter got sick. They decided to bring the, the daughter home rather than getting medical treatment there. And lo and behold, the insurance company is going to refuse the claim because they didn't want the daughter to go see a doctor while she was in China. Mm-hmm. And I can understand, you know, reticence on where you're going to get medical treatment, but you got to have some way of documenting a claim. Um, we had somebody lose a camera on, uh, they went scuba diving. They, they did an excursion off of a cruise, went scuba diving. They lost an expensive camera. They went to file a claim. They had never asked anyone from the dive boat company to certify that they had lost the camera and give them a, a written certification or talk with the cruise company. They come back after the, after the trip and they, they try to file a claim and the insurance company denies it and they can't understand why. And it's because insurance company says, you got to have some way of verifying that you've actually had a loss while you're on vacation. So those are two areas that I really think are important. Very good. We've been talking with Dan Skilkin, president of TripInsurance.com. Dan, thank you so much for answering this question today and answering my questions. I really appreciate you. 
Doug, if any of your listeners ever have any questions that come up about travel insurance, have them feel free to send an email to support at tripinsurance.com. Uh, and we, we answer that, those emails very, very quickly. They can even address it to me. If they send it to Dan, I'm also happy to answer it directly. Uh, any questions come up, even if they're not purchasing insurance from us, we're happy to help. Dan, have a great evening. You too. Thanks a lot. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.